0: Yes, a football podcast.
1: It's NFL Combine Week. I'm here in Indianapolis. Tyler's home, relaxing. Good for you, man. You deserve it after a Super Bowl run in Los Angeles. But Tyler, there's plenty of news to talk about this week on It's a Football Podcast. Guys, welcome back. Uh, Jimmy G might be on the move from Sam Fran. Uh, the Seahawks really want to keep Russell Wilson Uh, I feel like the Buccaneers really, really, really are hoping Tom Brady comes back from retirement. But let's start off, Tyler, with uh, something real close to home for you. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, man, they've really taken up a lot of uh, the juice at the combine week to start here. Um, Kyler Murray obviously wants an extension, and his agent obviously had a lot to say, as we saw in his statement posted on social media earlier this week. Um, Tyler, what are your gist of the conversations here with, with Kyler Murray and the ongoing talks of getting him a possible contract extension?
0: Well, it was interesting because the same week uh, when his agent, Eric Burkhardt, um, released uh, that statement, th- within a couple of days, the coach and the GM got extended through 2027. So that uh, was interesting <laughs> time, uh, you know, uh, you know, just coincidence and just an interesting, you know, timeline to say the least, considering that Kyler Murray and his agent, you know, want a contract extension. Keep in mind, too, um, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury share the same agent in Eric Burkhardt. So that's an interesting dichotomy there. Um, as far as, you know, Murray, I do believe that the Cardinals, you know, they, they're going to get something done, I believe. Because. His agent and obviously the coach obviously have that close relationship. And the Cardinals know that Kyler Murray is a franchise-type quarterback. He's, by all accounts, maybe in that top 10 range. And he's the face of the franchise. He's box office. He gets people in the seats at State Farm Stadium. He's been to the Pro Bowl. And he's improved each and every season. Now, did the season end the way they wanted to in Arizona? Absolutely not. They got blown out by the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams. But mm-hmm. uh, the loss of DeAndre Hopkins played a, a massive role in that as well. And if you look at it, Kyler Murray's uh, seasons, uh, the Cardinals have improved by three wins uh, the last three seasons. So I do believe that cooler heads will prevail. And they'll eventually sign him to an extension. But to me, the issue and the sticking point is, is it going to be a team friendly deal? And is there going to be enough room for the Cardinals to sign, um, you know, some of their key free agents and get uh, some free agents um, externally? The Cardinals have over 20 free agents coming uh, into this season. So that's going to be a major sticking point.
1: Yeah, Tyler, I think the thing I think about with Kyler Murray is, you know, this is a what have you done lately for me league, right? And the last time he was out on the field, it did not look pretty at all for Kyler Murray specifically. Um, You know, there was one play in that Rams playoff game where, uh, you know, obviously he's in his own end zone and he rolls out and he throws. He's getting sacked and he's trying to throw a pass and uh, the pass gets caught and it's pick six. And like immediately after that, for the rest of the game, Kyler Murray was shook. Um, you know, the, the moment seemed a little bit too much for him. And I can definitely see why a team like the Cardinals would probably have some kind of uh you know apprehension and, and wanting to flood him with a, a boatload of money, you know, after an appearance like that. But more often than not, Kyler Murray has been an absolute baller when he's on the field, okay? And um he's arguably one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh just look, in his first three seasons alone, he's the only player in NFL history. With 70 td passes and 20 rushing tds so the production is obviously there and uh kyler murray was the number one pick in 2019 he's trying to get this extension before his fourth season um some other qbs who were able to sign a long-term deal before their fourth season were guys like patrick mahomes and Deshaun watson and josh allen uh jared goff carson wentz and ryan tannehill were also in that conversation as well so I think you could probably put Kyler Murray on the top half of those six names instead of maybe the bottom half of those six names. You can. Of, no, I think <laughs> you can. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page there, Tyler. But look, obviously, you know why Kyler Murray wants to get his money here. He's going in the, you know, last year of the rookie deal. He obviously does not and he's a first round pick, so he has a fifth year option. Doesn't want to play on a fifth year option either. So this is Kyler Murray's chance to really, really get some money. Um, you know, he doesn't want to be in a situation personally where he's going into the final year which are the second a year of the, of his rookie deal and not have an extension. You know, if he gets hurt, what, what, what happens to him in his future? There's some really personal things there that are obviously, you know, a reason why Kyler Murray wants to get this done. Um, I, I will say his agents, uh, you know, statement was really, really long. Anybody got time to read all that Tyler? <laughs> I didn't read it. I hope somebody else did so they could be more knowledgeable about it on this podcast. No, I'm just kidding guys. But, um, Obviously, the reasons are there why Kyler Murray should get re-signed. And look, he is the face of their franchise. There's a reason why they kicked Josh Rosen to the side and got Kyler Murray with the number one pick. Um, and there's a reason why the Cardinals have been relevant the last three years. It's why they had the best record at one point at the, in the league this year. Um, it's why they had one of the best records in the league this year. It was because of Kyler Murray, too. So, Ahead, so the,
0: intrig- the intriguing thing is the Cardinals do have the leverage in this situation, being that Kyler Murray is under contract next season and they have uh, the option to uh, place him under that 5th their
1: option. Yeah, but why but flex this muscle? Why it, flex that it, muscle?
0: Exactly. But the Cardinals also know that Kyler Murray, like we both have said, he's the face of the franchise. And without him, the Cardinals aren't going nowhere fast. We saw what the Cardinals looked like with Colt McCoy, at quarterback. And it's like, what other quarterback can you get that is equal to him or better? There aren't that many quarterbacks uh, better than Kyler Murray in the National Football League. There are less than 10, I can tell you that.
1: Did you hear that stat I just said? Only, like, Lamar Jackson's doing stuff like that. Like, literally, he's a (laughs) unicorn of a quarterback. Kyler Murray is. And so the Cardinals need to stop flexing some muscle. They have to figure out some money terms here to get to. But, look, I think the problem here with all these big deals, too, is, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has a $500 million deal, which is very, very team-friendly. Uh, Josh Allen has a deal that's going to help, you know, the Bills in their pursuit here, too. I think the Cardinals have to really find out where they can pay Kyler Murray a lot of money. Maybe it's a lot up front. Maybe it's a lot in a signing bonus. Um, but they're just still going to need some money in the salary cap to get some players because they need another receiver behind DeAndre Hopkins, who was injured at the end of the year, and it was a big reason why they lost. And they still have to keep their defense together, Tyler.
0: Yeah, Uh, and speaking of defense, Chandler Jones, their probably best defensive player outside of Buda Baker is a free agent too. So that's going to be a huge loss if they're not able to retain him.
1: Let's keep it with some quarterback talk, Tyler. I think this might be a quarterback-heavy podcast, but uh, Jimmy G, the 49ers, uh, John Lynch, the uh, general manager, pretty much acknowledged today that they are going to have trade talks with for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, Jimmy G has a huge, huge contract um, upwards, I believe, with 28 mil, getting really close to $30 million uh, for a quarterback who's been to two Super Bowls. Um, but I don't think the 49ers want to play that much money. And they also got Trey Lance hanging in the balance there, Tyler. Uh, how do you see this 49er situation panning out, man?
0: Well, and uh, on another note on Jimmy G, he's about to have shoulder surgery. So, I mean, that is coming up soon. And he's going to miss several uh, months with that uh, shoulder injury. Well, a a couple months, several weeks, I might add. And that's going to play an impact on his trade value. But John Lynch said multiple times uh, during his press conference at the Combine that the 49ers were shopping are shopping Jimmy Garoppolo in several different ways. So I expect when next season rolls around that Trey Lance will be quarterback number one on top of the depth chart. And in my opinion, when training camp does kick off, Jimmy G will be at another location. I think I'm going to have a column coming up on this subject, so I'm not going to give up too much. Oh. But I, I can see Jimmy G playing somewhere, I will say, don't near say where it. producer say Emily uh, oh, lives in her, in her neck of the woods. Well, I, I can't even call her producer anymore, but that's another subject. But <laughs> <laughs> I can see Jimmy G playing somewhere east of the Mississippi. I'll say that.
1: Well, shout out to producer Emily who uh, got some big things coming real soon with us. But, um, yes, I see Jimmy G in Washington. I think that's a good fit. Um, I think uh, Washington desperately needs a quarterback. Um Although Tyler Taylor Heineke did play fairly well, but improvement is well not fair. fairly well fairly well. I put the fairly in front. Of Tyler, come can on, he, man! Can you give me that? No, give
0: not me that? even fairly.
1: Not even. Okay, okay, he's okay.
0: below average, sub mediocre. Kind of like he's a Tua to Tungavalo. Nah, don't
1: you go there, Tyler. He's Tua to Tungavalo is better. <laughs> Um, that's another story too. That's another story too. (laughs) Uh, But yes, look, Jimmy G's on the roof. I think the hard part here with getting a trade for Jimmy G surgery on the right shoulder, that's not great. And then like the tweet from Adam Schefter to say uh, today, Adam Schefter tweeted, uh, they don't expect the surgery to affect Jimmy G. Well, like, I don't know what kind of world you guys are living in, but anybody's going to have surgery on the arm that they need to throw the football. Um, specifically when you're a quarterback, uh, you know, not great news, even if it's a cleanup or not. I mean, obviously there's some doctors there that have more knowledge of the situation and what's going to go on. If it's a cleanup, great. But on top of that is the trade value here. Uh, you know, 24 mil around is what Jimmy G's salary is. Shout out to producer Emily for that. She's going to cut this part out. But the uh, the fact is you're going to have to trade somebody. Somebody's going to have to trade for Jimmy G, have the money to pay him, and then have draft picks to give up for him to, for a trade. So uh,
0: how you, you say s- draft picks? I don't think it's gonna uh, take multiple picks for Jimmy G. I
1: mean, what's I mean, Jimmy G's may- value? Maybe maybe a third rounder. You're gonna pay. Plus, you're gonna give him a third round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? The third
0: rounder, maybe a fringe mid level starter. Oh, let me Cash consideration. I can
1: see a player. I can see a player being swapped. Let me ask: If you were if you were trading for Tua Tonga vailoa which what, what would you trade for picks wise, Tyler? Uh,
0: a bag of Doritos, oh, a diet Coke,
1: man, and uh, oh, some Tyler. black licorice. Tyler, this is so disrespectful. Tonga vailoa So you say tongue <clears throat> first? Oh yes, That's how you got to say it, Tyler. Tonga vailoa Tonga vailoa It's not Tonga vailoa okay. Tonga vailoa Tonga yeah, At least good. I
0: don't. At, le- at least I made the attempt. A-, a lot of people just call him Tua because they can't say the last name.
1: It took. Tua, it Tung-a-valua. took. It took. It uh, took a whole season and a Super Bowl and like three weeks of the off season. But we got a new adlet. We got a new sound for the podcast, and it's Tua. So I th- I'm going to take that as a win, Tyler. I'm going to take that as a win. Okay.
0: Um, at least I just don't say Tua like a lot of <laughs>
1: other people. All right. So uh, I was going to get into uh, some other talk here, but, I mean, let's just keep it a little Dolphin for a second because I just got off. I just had had some time with the Dolphins GM. Hear this out. Hear this out, Tyler. I got some good news. So the Dolphins did try to reach out to the New Orleans Saints and get an interview with Sean Payton, but this was declined. Uh, The Dolphins GM also asked uh, – was also asked about if he spoke to Tom Brady There was a report out that the Dolphins wanted to link up Sean Payton and Tom Brady together. The Dolphins' GM declined having any conversation with Tom Brady specifically. That didn't mean the Dolphins didn't have any conversation with Tom Brady, who reportedly in that story um, also could be a potential minority owner um, in the team at some point here. So more speculation, some truth to it. But, you know, at least the Dolphins acknowledged that they wanted to give Sean Payton a call once he uh, stepped down from the Saints' Um, but yeah, man, look, the Dolphins are in a whole bunch of conversations nationally because of the Brian Flores lawsuit. Um, Chris Gray didn't want to talk about it, but he said maybe one day when it's all over, I'll talk about it now. Um, but still, we see, we'll we see Brian Flores' lawsuit continue to be a topic here at the Combine, continue to be a topic all offseason. Tyler, uh, you know, I spoke to Bruce Arians, the bus coach, and he said, you know, uh, you know, he was happy that Mike Tomlin reached out to Flores and, and, and hired him as a linebacker coach, but also... Flores needs to be a head coach. Um, you know, some other team, You know, other you know people here at the combine have also expressed the same sentiment as well as something that's going to be pretty ongoing for much of this offseason.
0: So the only thing about South Florida I wish to talk about in the next couple of weeks is that concert with Kanye West and Kendrick Lamar down there. No, but not in all seriousness. Um, obviously, Brian Flores' uh, lawsuit does have a complete merit. And that is serious. And kudos uh, to the Buccaneers and Bruce Arians for saying that, you know, Brian Flores deserves to be a head coach because he does. Um, as soon as um, he got that opportunity with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, I received text messages from, uh, you know, players and people around the NFL saying that he deserves to be uh, a head coach. And, you know, that they admire and commend Mike Tomlin for him that opportunity but it's like you know he's over we all know he's overqualified for the job um but you know at the end of the day it's going to be you know interesting to see if he gets another opportunity to be a head coach in national football league uh despite that you know lawsuit so that this is a conversation that's going to be fluid in 2023 and maybe so. even in 2024. I hope he's just not a martyr, and we're not talking about Brian Flores in the same breath as we're talk as we talk about Colin Kaepernick and you know his lack of opportunities and him being uh, blackballed. So you know he you you can look at his resume and you can tell, and what he you saw firsthand with the Dolphins stopping in Miami that he you know pretty much. Turned around that franchise and made them into you know a, a playoff contender. And at the end of the day, when you look at a division like the with you know the Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, it's hard to be a contender in the AFC East with those uh, type of players. You had Tom Brady in the division then, so he de- definitely deserves another chance. And when we look at the NFL, it is unfortunate because black coaches do not get second chances often n- at all. And I just hope that he gets another opportunity as well as Leslie Frazier and Eric B. Enemy getting up. I can go on and on and on, which I have before already. So new subject.
1: <laughs> Tyler, I think you're right. And I think I think Brian Flores will have a chance to coach in this league again. Um, I say give it five years within five years. So five maybe. years within five, five years, Five years. I didn't even say within 10, man. Some people might have some ill, ill feelings towards him coming after the entire NFL. Um, you know, who knows? He may he might just be blackballed. But I think it some owners. five take, years, I think within get opportunity. within within five years, I'm giving myself a little window here. But
0: you're you going to be what? Forty in five years. You're going to be forty two. Tyler? <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're talking hey, don't, about. Don't say my age. Don't say my age. I'm going to be twenty five in five years. Yeah. Right. OK,
1: <laughs> Tyler, let's get into another quarterback talk here. Um, Pete Carroll says Russell Wilson will not be on the move. How about that? You would think after the season that the Seahawks had last year, where it looked like they were heading towards a rebuild mode or a re re uh, you know a refinance situation with Russell Wilson and, and and that situation there, it seemed like they were kind of parting ways. It seemed like Russell Wilson has been trying to leave Seattle for a couple of years too. But for Pre Carroll to say at the combine, you know, we have no intention of making a move on Russell Wilson, I think that speaks a lot to what the franchise means. Uh, what the franchise wants to do in keeping its star quarterback.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of these franchises and these cities like Denver with the Denver Broncos and Carolina with the Panthers and New Orleans now, they I, I sometimes I get invited to go on the radio and they're like, are we going to get Russell Wilson? Are we going to get Aaron Rodgers? And I always have told them, and I wasn't trying to be pessimistic, but I don't see these big name quarterbacks going to uh, another franchise. I see Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, and I definitely see Russell Wilson staying in Seattle. And if Russell Wilson was to leave, he's not going to no small market. <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, New York. Uh-huh. uh L.A., Show me the money. My, my, Miami. Show me the um, money. I'll
1: take yeah,
0: but I, I do see him staying in Seattle. In Seattle, I know they missed the playoffs, and they had a terrible season last year. And Russell Wilson hurt his off. finger. Yes, they're not that far off. You revamp that offensive line, mm-hmm. get some players on defense. That's what this team really struggled. They were bottom half in NFL on defense. They were terrible. And for defense, you know, with some of the players that they have, they underperformed. So I do think that he's going to stay in Seattle. Props to Pete Carroll for, you know, having some reassurance amongst the fans and the vote of confidence with Russell Wilson because, hey, quarterbacks, they can be sensitive. Mm -hmm. They need to know that you want them. They They need that reassurance. So Pete Carroll, you know, there was reports in previously that there was friction between those two. So he was out there and the open and said we want Russell Wilson in Seattle. He's our quarterback. So I, I do think that's all part of the process and fences are mended and they'll be he'll be back in Seattle. And you know, Sierra will be back in Seattle too, which is all good too.
1: It's all good with Russell Wilson and Sierra. I do wanna give some uh you know, console our friend Emily uh, here who's calling me on Teams for some reason.
0: She's calling me, too. Maybe we... Did we say something wrong?
1: Yeah, I was just going to mention on the podcast that, uh, you know, Producer Emily, we need to console her because, you know, Russell Wilson's from the same area. There were some talks about Washington. You just mentioned Jimmy G going to Washington. What about Russell Wilson going to Washington? He was actually on the Today Show with Sierra and said, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I know what you mean. I got people hitting me up every day, all my friends and all that, from the East Coast, but... Seattle's the place I'm at right now, and I love it. So, look, I think Russell Wilson's talking about staying in Seattle. Pete Carroll's talking about Russell Wilson staying in Seattle. I think the Seahawks might just run it back, Tyler.
0: Yeah. Like I said, they have – even though that NFC West, that division is loaded, it arguably is the best division in football The Seahawks have enough pieces to be competitive and to be a playoff contender in the NFC. I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs in 2022. I would not be surprised at all.
1: Tyler, let's switch gears to another team, except they already lost their quarterback. I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and poor life after Tom Brady for the Bucs fans, for Bruce Arians. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite coaches in the NFL, and uh, Jason Leitch, the uh, GM for the Buccaneers. So I'm at the combine, and I had multiple conversations with Bruce Arians and Jason Lynch and um, uh, Jason Leitch, excuse me. And, and, the, and the funny part is is that the Bucks know that Brady retired, right? The Bucks know they retired. But here are some of the comments that they've said this week. We'll leave the light on for him. Anytime Tom wants to come back, he can come back, no problem. It kind of feels to me, Tyler, like a like, like you know, you're dating somebody and you and you guys break up and you're hoping, you're hoping, praying that they come back to you. And and I don't think Tom Brady's walking through that door for the Bucks. Um, but I thought that was a really, really funny part about the combine this week. Is the Bucks have made been making light of of Tom Brady potentially coming back? But uh, yeah, they need to move on, and moving on doesn't look so great, Tyler. Have you seen what they have on their roster? It's just a former great, a great Florida quarterback in Kyle Trask, who they drafted in the second round. Pick. Great, he did pretty good for us uh, last year. Oh that year, he came out a Tyler, but uh, Kyle Trask is is the is the quarterback that the Buccaneers have. Um, Bruce Arians said they don't anticipate drafting a quarterback this year because they took Trask in the draft last year. Um, Blaine Gabbard was the backup for Tom Brady the last two seasons. Uh, he's got like a thirteen and thirty-five record in the NFL. And uh, still Bruce Arians went to bat for his backup and said that he knows my system and uh, he can run my system. So if you had him, it'd be OK. Um, they even asked if Jameis Winston can reunite with Jameis Winston, who's a, a, a free agent this year. He said, you know, think about it, but I don't think it's the right move for Winston. Um, so, look, life after Brady isn't isn't so sweet right now for the Buccaneers.
0: Wouldn't be uh, uh Interesting if Jimmy Garoppolo went to Tampa Bay. Now, I already mentioned Washington football team, but how about the optics of that? He was supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady in New England. Now he's the heir apparent to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay the, the, hey, that a that
1: would, could be an op that could, could be yeah the thing is the bucks I have nothing to really trade for they
0: they don't they don't they and, don't. I, uh, I don't think it's going to happen I just was throwing that out there yeah. to be a contrarian um but not even Tom I, Brady he's not coming back Sophie.
1: yeah I know he's not coming, he's back. coming back my man is my man moved up. he got a house in Miami got a nice house he's on a boat him and David Beckham hanging out in Miami are you hanging I, out with him I need to get that invite that's what I need to do I need to get that invite maybe producer family could hook me up with bex so we can get on that that yacht and i can uh i thought you're cool with tom
0: brady you, listen you're
1: not hanging out i'm i run the miami streets how i run the miami streets but uh i still need to get out into these these new waters where guys like tom brady are moving to my uh moving to my area you know i gotta i gotta make sure they're vetted properly um no i'm just kidding tom brady got too much money man he's way above my class He'll do whatever he wants and, I, and, thought you, I thought you're balling. That's word on the street. That's word on the street. I, if that's the word, I'll, I'll go with it too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, you know what's the hard part about the Jimmy G thing that you said about the Bucks? You know, it's like, what a buzzkill. Like, what if, like, you know, like after Tom Brady, these are your quarterbacks' options. Like, it's like you can imagine what Bill Belichick went through last year, or you know, the year before last, um, having that initial shock of not going with Brady again. Um, I feel like Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, uh, Bruce Arians and Bill Belichick need to have a little kumbaya session or something. Uh will go to therapy after with life after Tom Brady because look man, when you got the greatest quarterback of all time on your team, how do you how do you replace that? How do you replicate that? You know, you don't. You really don't. It's a it's a harsh reality the Bucs are facing right now and I would say to Tyler that the Bucs knew this was going to be short lived. They had two great mm-hmm. years with Brady. Um they won the Super Bowl in a season that was just um you know, the beginning of the season, they didn't seem like they were gonna be favored to win at all. Then they pulled it off in the playoffs and all of last season that pass was Brady breaking records, Brady being the best quarterback in the league in terms of yards and touchdowns, Brady looking like he's showing no signs of slowing down and it was really as much as it was a title defense, it was really like a still of a honeymoon phase. Um and so this franchise is just completely, you know, flipped on its head. You know, once that once that retirement news happened, you know, their their uh, tackle, uh, excuse me, their guard, Ali Marpet also retired. Um, they've got a bunch of free agents they did resign too, So it's going to be some retooling in Tampa Bay, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bruce Arians and the Bucks knew this was coming. They knew their relationship with Tom Brady was a fling. I'm just going to call it like it is. It was going to be of a, a short shelf life. and. It was successful. Why it lasted? They won a Super Bowl together. What more can you ask for? Now they—I mean, like you said, Kyle Trask. I know he's your Florida boy, but That—that's not the answer. Blaine Gabbert. I still have nightmares from watching what he did with the Jacksonville Jaguars and in that situation. I mean, come Mm -hmm. on, man. He—they should be aggressively going after some of these free agent quarterbacks. What about? uh, Jameis Winston? No, just, I mean, hey, Reunion coming back. I don't nah. think that's the right I mean, I'm just James. throwing names out there. Of course, of course. Man, it, it is a, a hard fall from Tom Brady to whoever they're mm-hmm. going to get because I don't see one of these big-name quarterbacks going to Tampa Bay either. And you don't want to play under the shadow of Tom Brady too. Like, you don't want to be Aaron Rodgers going to – Tampa Bay, playing under the shadow of Tom Brady. Yeah. No, you don't want to be Russell Wilson doing that either. So mm-hmm. it, I don't see a big-name quarterback going in there. Um, they're probably going to have to go through the draft and uh, get one of these quarterbacks. And this is not a draft class that's deemed really good at the quarterback position. So Tampa Bay, they might be uh, in the midst of a, a rebuild. Well, no, uh, not even in the midst, at the beginning of a rebuild right now.
1: At least those crimson jerseys are coming back for Tampa Bay at least there's some positive here for them right there's some positive here <laughs> um Tyler let's uh, switch gears man I wanted to talk about the Bengals real quick I uh spoke to Zach Taylor here at the combine and Tyler it was really funny dude like did you tell him I said hi I didn't I forgot to I'm sorry I forgot to when I see him I when I see him again i'll I, I'll let him know right. I'll let him know right. you can call him up and tell him hello yourself I don't know why you' tripping before uh, because I don't feel like calling. <laughs> So, Tyler, I, I, was, I was, you know, Zach Taylor was doing his press conference, and uh, man, he was really, really upbeat, really, really positive. Um, you know, jovial as usual, happy go lucky. I mean, you would
0: he, be too if you just got to sign a new contract extension for millions of dollars, wouldn't uh, you?
1: Yeah, I think that's, an, that's, that's a layer to it. That's a layer to it, too. But, I mean, and, and some other layers. Look, he just, you know, he was playing tennis with his brother here in Indianapolis. Before coming to the combine, got to reunite with his boy, spend time with his kids, um, you know, during the weekend, his him and his wife were in Florida last week, enjoying some sunshine, some sun. Um, but like literally like less than three weeks ago, he suffered the worst loss of his career, you know, losing the Super Bowl. Uh, not the worst loss in his career, but suffered the biggest loss of his career in the Super Bowl. There you go, Tyler. Thank you for making the face and making <laughs> me uh, correct my statement there. But look, one of the one of the most devastating losses one could have in their career, right, getting to the title game and coming up short. Zach Taylor was just super, super, super positive. And I really asked him, I was like, I'm surprised you are this positive. And he got really, really leveled with me. And, he, and here's the quote that he said. He said, you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't eat at you. Trust me. Uh, If you can get inside my head, it might be a different story sometimes. But the reality is it's our past and it will be part of our future because we need it to be. We need it to fuel us. We need to harness those memories of watching them celebrate on the field, the confetti falling and what the locker room felt like, what the postgame interviews felt like and what the flight home felt like. And, uh, you know, those are the memories that I don't want to fade. You want to be able to harness that and let it fuel you. And, man, what a powerful statement from Zach Taylor, who uh, I caught him I caught him on his bluff, man. He tried his best to be positive, and I know he's still thinking about the title. Um, but, yeah, man, what do you think about the, the the Bengals harnessing that energy and keeping that energy for next season, Tyler?
0: So I'm glad you asked this question because right after the Super Bowl, you know, I did publish a column saying that the Bengals should be happy about how they finished off this season and you know where they had where they started and the process to journey it to getting to the AFC championship game to be AFC champions to be you know runner up in a Super Bowl and if you look I mean just two years ago this was the worst team in the NFL Zach Taylor and the Bengals literally started from the bottom and, and they were here. at the mountain the top of the mountain is just the Rams were a notch better. And in the fourth quarter, they had to leave. So (laughs) they literally went from the worst team in the NFL to arguably the second best team in the National Football League last season. And so you have to be able to reflect and really think about, you know, the season didn't end it the way we wanted to. Only one team is going to be happy at the end of the day after NFL season. And if you look about it and think about it in its totality, the Bengals have to be sad. And I won't say satisfied, but just pleased with the journey and the process and what they had to endure and their resiliency to get to that moment and to be in the Super Bowl. That was a feat in itself and an accomplishment. So yes, when you reach you know a Super Bowl or a championship game and you lose, of course it's going to eat at you. And so that's why I looked at you funny when you said the worst loss of his career. Because it's no. And no, you corrected it. All, yeah. It's it, it is it's a a loss that is going to eat at you because man, you almost got there. You almost achieved the ultimate goal. But when you look at it and you literally started from the bottom and made it all the way here, it, it's a good moment and it's like a it's a feel-good story for the Bengals because they I covered this team and they were terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. You don't have to
1: laugh at them, Tyler. It was far
0: (laughs) to watch. So I get what Zach Taylor is saying and is going to eat at Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and all defensive players. But they should be pleased about where they started and where they're at right now because they achieved a lot in a short period of time. And they might... The way it's looking, if they rebuild that offensive line, which needs some work, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could be very much need in the a, AFC picture next season.
1: Need a little bit more than some work, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> you know, Ryan Jensen, the Buck center uh, free agent, could be a good addition for them. Um, but look, like you said, the Bengals should be really, really happy with the progress that they made. And if they really do harness this loss and the, the emotions that they felt into uh, improving, um, it's got to be on the O line, and it's got to be, you know, just making sure your roster is still up to par with how it was last year. Look, that defense is the most unheralded defense in the NFL, and they stopped Patrick Mahomes six out of seven drives to get to the Super Bowl. All right, they held Matthew Stafford and the Rams in check for about three, four and a half quarters. You know, three and a half quarters, three and uh, you know, three three quarters if you want to say that. Like uh, up until that final minute and twenty seconds when they gave up the touchdown to Cooper Cup. So. They were this close. They were really, really close. And I don't know if they're going to get that close again because of everybody that's in the NFL here. Look, we got Patrick Mahomes again. We got uh, jo- uh, Josh uh, Allen in the Bills. you got Justin Herbert in the che- in the uh, Chargers. Um, Lamar Jackson in the Ravens. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in the in the, in the Packers. You know, other the teams in the NFC side as well. So um, this Bengals window, um, it's definitely opened. I don't know how much longer it's going to stay open. Uh, it will be as long as Joe Burrow is there, but they're going to have to continue to play really well and, and and not let these other quarterbacks get the best of them, um, you know, in, in the future.
0: Yeah, and you're exactly right. And the thing about the Bengals is, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to get there to this point again, especially next season, because they snuck up on teams last year. They were the underdog. Mm-hmm. all through the way. The only playoff game that they were the <laughs> the favorite in was the game against the Las Vegas Raiders at home. But even during the regular season, nobody expected them to be first place and win the AFC North. Mm-hmm. And this coming season, the Ravens are probably going to be healthy. Yeah, The Cleveland Browns uh, have, have had the Bengals number of late. And so they got to worry about the Browns. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder this year because everybody it? says Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the AFC North. People forget him about Lamar Jackson, just won an MVP a couple seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And when the Bengals play these teams, they're not going to just sneak in here. Oh, we got the Bengals. It's going to be a layup. No everybody's going to have their antennas up and the Bengals going to have a bullseye in their chest because they were the AFC champion. So that's going to be a, a different environment and different type of scenario for the Bengals this coming season. So it's going to, I'm going to be intrigued to see how they handle
1: that bullseye in their chest going forward. And once again, guys, it's not a, it's a football podcast. Unless Tyler mentions the AFC North.
0: Uh, oh no, no, wait, 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 wait. Who brought it up first?
1: See, I, I walk, you walked right into you, it, Tyler. You did. You, you, did. Walked, you walked right into it, Tyler. Okay. You walked right into it. You, so you asked me an AFC North question. No, we were talking I, about the Bagels. We were talking about the Bagels. They're just the AFC said, North. And then you just said Lamar Jackson. And yeah, in that division, the AFC North. Oh, so you love it. You love it. I,
0: I think producer Emily, who we can't call producer for too much longer. But we still will. Always will. We always. She will. needs to do a tally. If I say the AFC North more than you mentioned Miami or South Florida, Ooh, I'm pretty sure that's a good that's you a good, got that's a good Miami bet. and South Florida way bet. over the amount I mentioned AFC North. That's a good bet. And the I fact to to I, I got four teams in AFC North. You got just one small section of the country. That's humid. It's nice. You coming through? Nice. You coming
1: through this summer? We got Kendrick Lamar I might, going live. I might.
0: Can, yeah, can, uh, Kendrick man, Lamar Kendrick, rolling loud.
1: Twenty. Can he come out
0: with some new music? I've been waiting for years.
1: Mm, don't be <laughs> on that. Listen, you got some money trying to sit on it, Tyler. I don't blame him. <laughs> hey,
0: I, I might. You, you, got, you got a free ticket for me?
1: <laughs> that ain't no free ticket, my man. Trust me. Uh, Tyler, supposed to
0: be the plug.
1: Yeah, I'm supposed to be the plug too, and I'm trying to get plugged up for this one. So. We'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah, man, the combines are really cool. Um, it's a really cool place to be if you're uh, you know NFL person, if you're really fan of the NFL, it's nice to see the inner workings of kind of things happening here behind the scenes that we do have um, with the access that we do have here at the combine. Um, it's a great week overall. It's just a long week, Tyler. It's just a long week.
0: So you just wanted to in the podcast to brag that you're in uh, Indy. And I'm uh, in 70, 80-degree I mean, weather, wherever I'm at. Trust me. The where there's palm trees and sun.
1: Trust me. We had a lot of you bragging about the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I never even did. you even know I was at Super no, Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the nod from Producer Emily. Like, yeah, we were tired of hearing about you in L.A. That's for sure. <laughs> Producer Emily, you're Chime in be please. on my
0: side. And the base better Appreciate than Emily.
1: L.A. Oh, there she goes again. There she goes again. Well, guys, thank you for listening to another edition of It's a Football Podcast with Safi Dean and Tyler Dragon. We are your NFL insiders with USA Today Sports Plus. Uh, If you haven't already, download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store and in your Google Play. We would love for you to fan harder with USA Today Sports Plus. Thanks for listening, guys. It's a football podcast.
0: Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.